0: One, two, three, fuck
1: it. welcome ladies and gentlemen you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with us this is the maverick podcast i am your host dj maverick today we have The one and only Sky High in the building. Welcome to the pod. How's it going?
0: I'm good good thank you for having me
1: no problem for the one percent of the people out there that don't know who you are Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself
0: yes so my name is sky high i'm from oklahoma city oklahoma i am a rapper i'm an actress i am a model i do all of the performing arts awesome but yeah
1: born and raised in okc you were telling me right. born
0: and raised sooner born sooner bred. i like to say that because
1: yeah repping the 405 oh yes all the time that's awesome tell me a little bit about growing up in okc what kind of stuff were you into?
0: Yeah, growing up, I was always like a big music head. Um, my parents are both really big music heads, so okay. I always had like a wide variety of music I was listening to.
1: Like what 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 kind of stuff were they into?
0: Oh my gosh! Like my dad is probably the biggest influence because he has everything from like rap to like rock to country. You're gonna hear a little bit of everything. Uh, that's so awesome. now that's me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, so everything, everything, listening to everything. So then once I started getting older, I'm like, okay, I like doing this. And I really got into poetry. Okay. And then I met friends who were doing music. And so it kind of translated into music. And
1: I see. Yeah. At, like, what age did the poetry sort of happen?
0: That was around, I'd say, like, between the ages of, like, 8 and, like, 14. I was really, really into poetry. Okay, Cool. And then, yeah.
1: And nobody in your family ever, like, did anything musical? Like, were they in bands or anything? So, or?
0: that's the crazy thing. So, my mom actually did have a record label. Oh, really? When she was, yes. Tell me about that. She actually did. She's told me some. She had a record label here. It was a few years, well, not a few years ago. It was some years yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, like, I just always thought that was really inspirational because she did what I wanted to do before, yeah. I even knew that was what I wanted to do. But
1: did you know that at, your, at a younger age or you just kind of found out recently or what?
0: I found out when I started getting into music. And so that was okay. around like 13, 14 when I was really starting to be like, this is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then that's when my mom kind of started to like share stories with me and tell me about things. And I'm like, you never told me <laughs> this. Like- <laughs> What's up
1: with that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. So I, reading your notes, it sounded like they were super supportive, right? So mm-hmm. once they found out you were into music. They supported you along the way. So tell me mm. some of the things that they did to support your, your interest in music.
0: Man, one thing about it, I could never say that my family did not support me. Like yeah. from um, driving me, because my friends all lived out in Spencer. We lived mm-hmm. in Edmond. So from driving me out there, you know, on weekends or weekdays to go record or um, going to shows. There were like times we would do like a weeknight show at midnight, but they were there, like awesome. supporting, yeah, my little siblings, like everybody. They've just always been there. And then even to this day, video shoots. They're there, like they're the ones that's behind the scenes, putting sets together, like they making wind. sure I need anything. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. they, yeah, I could not do it without them.
1: That's great to hear, because sometimes there's pressure from the parents of like, hey, that's cool, you're into music or whatever, mm-hmm. but you got to go to college or you got to go, right? To, right, you got to have a plan B sort of right. thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But it
1: sounds like you, they're like, okay, this is what you want to do. We got your back. Let's go. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They definitely the plan B. They didn't yeah. just let me slide <laughs> on the plan B, okay, okay. but. Yes, they've always been 100% down.
1: Yeah. So how do we go from poetry to all of a sudden? Tell me what that first song or were you featured yes. first or how did that go down?
0: So who, how did this happen? So, yes, poetry. I was really into it. Um, you know, I was going through my little emo phase. You know, everybody go through the emo phase. Yeah. So I was going through <laughs> Were like, you into the
1: emo music too or oh, what? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, like yes. My Chemical Romance or my something? My Chemical Romance.
0: Yeah. Suicide Silence. Yeah. Like, oh, all of it. Paramore. <laughs> awesome. Like, I was... I was knee-deep in it. Mm. And um, so poetry was just really a go way for me to have that outlet. And then, um, yeah, I ended up getting together with a friend. Her name is Victoria. Shout-out to her. Shout-out. Yes. <laughs> and she um, was a singer. And that's whenever I was like, you know, we could we could do something with this. Because my mom mm. um, raised me on Flowetry. That was not one of the really big groups I was raised on. So okay. I was like, we could do this. So then we started playing around with it. And then we found out that our friends um in school had a group called exclusive nightmare Mm -hmm. and they rapped, and so it started like a little competition we were like oh who's gonna pop first who so it'd be like oh we went to the studio this weekend okay well we wrote a new song like it was always a little thing and then we were like you know what let's just join forces and let's just make this a thing
1: okay and that was like high school age or middle school age that was middle school middle school Mm -hmm. okay and then mm. did you start entering like talent shows or anything like that?
0: Every talent yeah. show, every, <laughs> any kind of performance type of thing, we were in there, yeah. like every single one. Okay. But yeah, so talent shows. And then um like we would have friends have birthday parties and they would be like, come perform at our birthday party and like just things like that. So yeah, we got all that experience really young, which was really, really
1: cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So you got your first like, live performance experience with the group or did you Mm -hmm. do the live performance as a solo artist
0: no my first live performance was with the group okay i did that for i was in the group for almost almost 10 years oh wow that's a good run yeah yeah yeah.
1: did any of them sort of end up doing solo careers as well or just you
0: yeah um so now um frequency wave he still does all of his music he's doing stuff um trade 2k who was a part of the group he doesn't but he's focused more on like videography and things which he was doing when we were in the group so yeah. it's really cool to see him go into that like branch with photography and videography okay um lex the great he did pass um so that's my mm-hmm. brother i love my brother um and then bobby revenue that's still my producer to this day oh, wow. so that's cool he's still in there so yeah
1: okay and we were talking a little bit off camera about influences and who you sort of like, like mm-hmm. we we're talking about, of course, Nipsey, right? We yes. both like Nipsey.
0: Growing up, I had so many influences um, because my parents were really like, I wouldn't say old school, but they just listened to more 90s, more early 2000s. So they were really like ludicrous. Like I was sneaking in there and steal their ludicrous uh, CDs okay. and like their <laughs> like Buster Rhymes CDs yeah. and things like that. Um, of course, surprise some Tupac. Or oh something, yeah, it's like right? all exactly like yeah. right. They were all into like um, Missy Elliott was really big. Yeah. Um, so like I had all of those Lauren Hill. How could I not say Lauren Hill? Like so I had all of those influences on mm-hmm. that side. And then when I started going to school, I'm like, hold on, who's Lil Wayne? hold on <laughs> who's 50 cent yeah. like and so then i started getting into that and figuring out okay and so it was just kind of like they both came together
1: you know people always compare like oh you sound like so and so right mm-hmm. like do you sort of see that as a compliment or do you sort of say like hey i want to do my own i want to be in my own lane sort of thing what do you think when people try to compare you
0: yeah i i take it both ways like i think it is really dope like if you could compare me to a great artist then that's a compliment for yeah. sure but I definitely want to make my own footprint. I want to, you know, leave my own mark on the game. So it's like a, it's a both thing, but. Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, being sort of a lady in hip hop and rap, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes you get compared to them just by default, right? Yes. You get a lot a of that. That's a
0: huge thing. Yeah. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Stop doing it. Stop
1: doing (laughs) it. I know, right? But on the same token, I think that right now hip hop is sort of being led by the ladies. It is. Like Megan, the city girls, like everybody's kinda like killing it in hip hop right now.
0: Right? On the ladies side, right? I love it. I love it. I love to see us all like really out there and doing it. And it's more than one. Like I feel like for a long time it's like one or like maybe two, maybe three. But we just have a plethora right now. So it's amazing.
1: Definitely. What was like probably one of your biggest struggles, you think, sort of being your own and you know, leaving the group and starting mm. your own thing? What's one of the struggles that you had to go through?
0: And there were quite a few struggles because I had to relearn myself. Like mm-hmm. when you're in a group for so long, you're just kind of used to that identity. Yeah. And I had to figure out who am I gonna be as an artist? Like I know who I am in this dynamic, but how do I take that little piece of the dynamic and turn it into a whole, you know, yeah. A whole piece of the like puzzle or whatever. So
1: one thousand percent. And we were talking about sky season, mm-hmm. that's kind of like your first like solo project, right?
0: Mm-hmm. That was my very first solo project. Um that was a crazy process, like making that it was nights and days and days and nights and very late nights and very early mornings doing that. Um hospital trips and it was really? all kinds of yes hospital
1: trips how so what happened
0: um well that project was completely um produced by bobby revenue mm-hmm. um that project was completely mixed and mastered by bobby revenue and by frequency wave like we okay. basically did everything in-house so during the mixing and mastering process um frequency had a seizure Oh wow! <laughs> it was because we were just up It was constant.
1: Like while you were working on the project, he had a seizure. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it was. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It was. It was crazy. So that project, I mean, but uh, it was such a great moment in time for us, though. Yeah. If I I remember correctly,
1: that that was 2017. Does that sound about right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me what 2017, where are you as an artist? You had just broken up with the group or you had already been solo for a while And then you decided to work on this project or what was going down in 2017?
0: So in 2017, we were really trying to figure out where we were going as a group. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a lot of like, you know, everybody goes through life and there was a lot of internal things. Um, I had went to college and then I dropped out of college. And so it was really just trying to figure out where are we now? Yeah. And I started working on the project. Really? It was really just for fun. Like I heard a beat I liked and I was like, oh, I'm all right to this. I heard another beat I liked, and I was like, oh, I'll write to this. And then it just became a project. I see. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of turned into a whole thing. And then we were like, you know what? This, this, this is pretty solid yeah. right here. Like, we That's could do cool. something with that.
1: Yeah. Tell me about your creative process. So you're talking about hearing a beat and then writing lyrics to it. Is that usually mm-hmm. how you prefer to do things? Or do you keep a notebook, and when you get inspired, you just write on the fly and then look for a beat?
0: Both All of the above. Like, (laughs) typically um, when I hear a beat, like I'm very, anybody who's worked with me, any producer who's worked with me will tell Mm -hmm. you I'm very, very particular about my beats and what they sound like. And I'm very quick to be like, okay, but can we change that drum pattern or can we fix or can we do? Because I'm very particular. Uh, Okay. But once I zone in on a beat, the lyrics just like come to me. Like, it's like. Yeah. I don't even know. It so, just comes.
1: So you're listening to the beat, and you're like, okay, drop the drums here. I mm-hmm. want to like change my flow mm-hmm. or something. So exactly, yeah. like,
0: oh, can we do this? Or I'll be like, let's do a B switch up, or let's do something different. Like yeah. I love being on that side of the production. It's really fun. And yeah. Like you get to kind of really make it exactly what you want it to be.
1: That's really cool that you're that hands-on because then that way you can sort of control the whole creative process, even if you're not right. the producer of the beat. You can make those changes along the way to, like, highlight a certain section or when you're going to change your flow or whatever. Exactly, exactly.
0: And it makes it, I think, it makes it better because then you get to hear the full idea, you know, Mm -hmm. your full concept versus just, these are my lyrics and that's their beat. No, now we've made it together, like, and it flows and it's cohesive and it's great. Great experience.
1: Tell me what it's like to be an artist in Oklahoma. A lot of people might say, Oklahoma, (laughs) hip hop in Oklahoma. What's up with that? So tell me about that.
0: Growing a fan
1: base, getting people to, you know, believe in what Mm. you're doing. Tell me about that.
0: It it's not easy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is not easy. Um, it is definitely a process, but I think it's really I've learned over the past few years to really enjoy it. I Mm. think When I was younger, it was always kind of like a, oh, dang, I wish I was somewhere else. I wish, you know, this or I wish that. Everybody's always, I
1: got to go East Coast. I got to go West Coast if I want to make it, right? Exactly. Like, I got to
0: get out of here. And then I just really had to start looking at what can I do? And then I started to realize this is actually like a perfect market to be in because Mm. with there's not really too many artists that are just really making big buzz that means you have yeah. all of the opportunities and the lane is completely open to do and be whoever you want to be yeah so it is it was bittersweet because in the beginning it was like Ugh. and even now it's still stressful i mean there's a lot of different struggles and different you know hardships that you have to go through just trying to get to people or mm-hmm. trying to um you know find the industry here like it it can be difficult finding the right people and getting in touch with the right people but yeah i like
1: the way you're thinking though you're thinking hey it's not saturated so that Mm -hmm. way if i put my city on they're gonna have my back right exactly that's i love that thinking what about performing you know getting performance gigs around here do you find yourself you have to travel a lot to be able to perform or you think there's enough live music venues here in oklahoma now that you can sort of like you know keep busy around the state
0: there's definitely a ton of venues here, a ton of venues here. I think um, the main thing is just knowing the right people. It mm-hmm. can be kind of tricky because a lot of the shows, yeah, you really just kind of have to know the right people. But there's a ton of venues here. Um, I haven't actually performed too much out of the state. I will this year. I'm starting that this year, but Awesome. There's tons of places here if you just know the right people and you know where to go.
1: Yeah. And like Nipsey says, just keep grinding, right? Grinding. Exactly. Grinding. <laughs> that one right there. Yeah. Cool. Tell me why Sky High. Where did that come from? And why do you spell it the way you do? Tell me the story behind Sky the High. The
0: whole story. Yeah. Uh the process of coming up with my name. It's crazy because I that's actually the name that I've had the entire my entire rap career oh, so really? since I was like 12. Yeah.
1: You're lucky cuz most most people were like, "Oh, I had this embarrassing name when <laughs> yeah. I started and all of a sudden I changed it," right?
0: Right, right. Yeah. And there were times where I was like, "Uh, oh, maybe I should change it," and I never have cuz I just feel like it it means a lot to me and mm. it grows in meaning the older I get and the more I go through, but um, originally it was just kind of like a like a smart remark like cuz everybody's like oh sky is the limit so if I'm yeah. sky high then nobody can be over me you know like that whole thing Yeah but then um yeah it just kind of evolves in meaning and it's just for me now it's very um it kind of just keeps me centered and keeps me grounded and it's like even though I am sky high it's just always kind of like a I don't I don't know how to yeah. explain
1: and it. And it's unique, right? It's mm-hmm. unique and it's sort of like Uh, You know, people are going to remember it, right? Sky high, like sky high. Both those put together. It's Mm -hmm. like unique. They're going to remember
0: you. Right, right. Yeah,
1: I like that. Tell me about the first time you performed live in front of an audience. You know, how many people were there? How did it go? Were you like super (laughs) nervous? Tell me how it went down.
0: Solo or in the group?
1: Let's do solo.
0: Solo. Okay, so let's see. My first performance solo, it was... I believe it was at Sessions Hookah Lounge, and um, it was around the time whenever I was um, just drop sky season, so I was kind of getting the um, getting the promotion for that, and I had like a few friends come out. There was some people there, but it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday night, so yeah. it wasn't like super packed or anything. But they all loved me, like it was very a very welcoming, um, a very welcoming crowd, and they were very supportive that like helped but i mean like there really wasn't nobody there yeah (laughs) but it was cool though it was still like i think you need those experiences though too
1: yeah definitely and are you i'm sure you're probably one of the believers that whether it's like one or one Mm -hmm. million in the crowd you're gonna rock it either way regardless of how many is out there right yep
0: because, I mean, you just never know when it's the right one. Like, yeah. it could be that one person that's the person that could get you to that next level. You just never know.
1: Yeah. What would you say is sort of your favorite, like, song you've done so far? We were talking about I'm the One. We were talking about Finito, all the stuff. I was listening to your stuff, you know, on the way to the podcast. Yeah. And some of it is, like, it gets you in a good mood, like, off the bat, like, the mm-hmm. beat and then your flow. Like, I really Thank enjoyed you. it. So I, I'm curious what your, what your favorite track is
0: so hard (laughs) it's like having to pick your favorite baby or something (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly that's exactly what it feels like oh man i think um one of my favorite favorite songs that i have is finito i think it's just such a dope vibe and everybody that hears it loves it and i think it's just such a it's such a just genuinely dope vibe that anyone can can Grasp onto it and mesh yeah. with it. Guys can, girls can. Like, you could be, you know, the most gangster gangster, or you could be like, you know, just whatever. Like everybody that's heard it is like, I love that song, and it's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's it such definitely a real resonates vibe.
1: when you hear it. You're like, right. okay, I can identify whether exactly. you know I'm about to like go play a basketball game or go into the board meeting or go into whatever exactly. you're about to do, it, like, pumps you up, right? Right,
0: and that right. was my goal. Like, that's really my goal with music It's like, I want to inspire. Like, mm-hmm. that's my biggest, biggest, biggest goal with this. So it's, like, that song is just everybody that hears it, they're, like, it's just so inspirational. Like, whatever yeah. you're going through that day, like you said, you could be going in to go – you know what I'm saying? You're about to go get this promotion, right. you can listen to Finito. <laughs> if you're about to go, you know, play a game, you could listen to Finito. If you're about thousand, to go, whatever's yeah. going on, it's a perfect vibe.
1: Yeah. Tell me about sort of the inspiration behind it at the time in the life when you were doing that. Was it just mm-hmm. about, like, you know, sort of, like, believing in yourself and saying, I'm going to, like, go for this, you know, this dream of mine? Or what was the inspiration behind Finito?
0: Man, so Finito... Um, that beat was given to me um, by a very good friend of mine who had it. And he was like, what do you think you could do with this? And I was like, I got you. <laughs> and, um, and so from there, because shout out to Lotto, because you did. Yeah, he hooked that beat up. And um, from there, it really was just me trying to prove um, something, I think, to myself, but also to my fans. At that time, I really didn't have any music out outside mm. of that project, which was 2017. After that project, um, our group, we continued on, but then in 2018 was really when we kind of like officially kind of broke up. So I was like, okay. And I um, went on pretty much a hiatus. I didn't make any music for a whole year. Um, Just kind of, I like went through a depression phase where I was like, dang, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. And so then I came back, um, and this was the first. real song that I had. I had like put out a couple freestyle type of songs, but this was like me like no, I'm back. I'm here. This is it. Let's go. It cool. go time.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Cause out the gate, you come in there and like you're taking over. So oh, yes. I could definitely see how that song has sort of stuck around mm-hmm. and it resonates with everybody. So congratulations on that track. I really Thank like you.
0: it. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: One of the things I always ask the guests on the podcast if I were to pull up your playlist, mm-hmm. who am I going to find on your playlist?
0: Ooh, well, definitely Nipsey. That's a yeah. fact. That's a fact. Um, I love Gucci Man. I love Two Chains. I love Big Sean. J. Cole, Kendrick, Nikki, of course, Nikki, Bacardi, and Megan, and Lotto, and all of them as well. Um, I mean, you're gonna find everybody. And then you're gonna find, like, Prince. You're gonna find, like...
1: Okay, I was waiting for that. I was like, like, all (laughs) alright, when the parents influence is gonna come in. Oh, like,
0: Prince is, like, a heavenly figure in my Mm. household, so... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, yeah, Prince, for sure, you're gonna find. And then you'll find, like, like, bands you're gonna find like you like i tell people all the time i have one song of every genre in my That's playlist dope. no exaggeration you're gonna like if you're in a car with me you're gonna hear some some electronics medium you're gonna hear some pop then it might go to like Bluegrass country, but then it might turn around and go to opera or an, you know classical or something like that. Like you're gonna hear everything.
1: Did the emo stick around? Oh you still yes, gonna find some of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All
0: right. Oh, can't can't get rid of that. Yeah. Can't get rid of that.
1: Cool. Tell me about your sort of process in making music videos because one of the things mm-hmm. when I was doing my research for you know being on the podcast. I saw that you're really big into music videos Mm -hmm. and you put in a lot of work and you can always tell like when somebody takes it serious, you can tell off the bat. So tell me about that process.
0: Uh, Music videos are one of my favorite things to do. Um, And shout out to Taylor May J, um, who is my manager. But we started off just doing um, music videos together and it was always a goal of mine. Just when I was younger, I would watch these artists make these creative and amazing music videos and i just be like i want to do that one day
1: yeah you were talking and about buster rhymes exactly. have you seen his videos it's like yes. a whole motion picture exactly right? but you yeah. see what i'm Missy saying Elliott, Missy Elliott, right? exactly <laughs> like yeah.
0: all of these people and i had all of those influences so mm-hmm. it's like i was just always in by that okay. and then once i got to finito i was like you know what I'm gonna do it. Like, I always would tell myself, when I get big, I'm gonna do that. When I get big, then it was like, why wait? Like, cause it's not even promised, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So if I was to die tomorrow, I wanna die knowing that I did that. So I just started putting my all into that. And so it's like, we'll sit down, I'm creating, you know, storyboards. I'm writing scripts, if a script is needed or writing out the storylines, like for instance, make me sick. That's like it started off with just kind of like a general, I want to rob something. And then okay. it was like, okay, so what do we rob and how do we do it? And then it was like, no, let's make this bigger. Let's like turn it into a whole like James Bond, wow. Mission Impossible type of thing. So and you're so, coming
1: up with the whole concept on your own mm-hmm. and, and writing maybe even some of the shots that you want to do. And all, stuff. Yes,
0: all, all of it. Yes. Taylor May, like we do, we're very collaborative in it. But mm. yes, like, I'm sitting down. I'm writing out, you know. Okay, we, you know, enter in here and, you know, camera pans this and whatever. And then I get with him, and then we kind of see, okay, what could we do? And then he'll have ideas. Like, I think it would be dope if you did this. Like, it make me sick. The scene where I'm dropping down from the ceiling—that was him. I didn't think that was possible. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, no, we can make it it happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I didn't know, but it came out so dope. So it's like very collaborative process. And then once we get to that point. Then it's like, okay, then we start building. So like, um, the everything in Make Me Sick was built. Um, either it was built by myself or by him or by my family. Mm-hmm. They were on set helping us build things. So it's like it's a process, but it's so much fun. It's yeah. like really making a movie.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I love once again, you're super hands on. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool that you you know, control all your art and Every different medium, right? Like mm-hmm. the videos, a beat, you know, yes. your lyrics. So tell me, with that being said, you're so hands-on. Would you prefer to be just independent, or do you want to be on a label, or are you on a radio, on a label? Like, what mm-hmm. do you think your your path is there?
0: Yeah, so I am independent. I'm independent.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> if anybody's looking, look. yeah, don't I'm sleep on don't sleep on Sky High for sure. Don't sleep, because yeah.
0: I'm not signed. Um, i think right now my main goal is to stay independent um i am not opposed to signing but i do have my criteria for sure. signing yeah. um but you know i mean for the right the right um if we get the right the right contract set up and everything um then i definitely you know might sign it to somebody
1: yeah maybe. you always hear about the people that signed the wrong deal right it's a 360 yes. deal and all of a sudden mm-hmm. the label gets their merchandise they get their everything. music they get everything right? right so i would say definitely check out the deal before you definitely. you know they're like hey here's this bag sign mm-hmm. here don't exactly. pay attention to the fine print <laughs> don't right? worry about that just yeah. sign right there yeah
0: no yeah. that's that's something that's very very important to me though like i do a lot of research when it comes to uh, Mm -hmm. the music industry and everything like from the record labels and how they work and how does marketing work and how do all of these things work and can I do it on my own or do I have to be with a label and like all of those things like it's very important to me to know these things so that when I'm in that situation I can make the best decision for myself at that time I I can't rely on you know
1: and that's one of the beautiful things about the time that we live in right now is like You don't really need a label, right? Like social media is out there. You can publish to all the streaming services on your own. Like Mm -hmm. you no longer have to depend on somebody saying, "Okay, yeah, you're good enough. Let's put you on." You can put yourself on,
0: right? Right. And that's, but it's cool. It's so great, though. Like I love it because, like you said, you're really almost in control of your own career. Like you look at people like Glorilla. I mean, the beginning of last year, nobody knew who she was. Yeah. So it's like she went from. Nobody really knowing who she was to being nominated for a Grammy like yeah. so that just shows you like anything is possible in this time.
1: Yeah definitely but the reverse side of that coin is you do see a lot of people that blow up and they don't know what to do that's, and all yeah. of a sudden they're like gone right? Yeah
0: so that's very true too. That happens too. Double edged sword.
1: Yeah do you manage all your social media? Like I know mm-hmm. that you stay super active on social media. Mm-hmm. You do all that on your own?
0: I do. I do. Tell me about
1: that because that's almost like a job in itself. A lot of people don't know <gasps> Man. I mean the, the amount of work edited and publishing yes. and scheduling stuff and even like interacting engaging yes. with people tell me about that
0: yeah it's definitely time management like if if nothing else this is a time management challenge yeah. because
1: there's <laughs> not enough hours in the day there's right? not
0: enough hours it's not yeah. um but i mean it's I like it, though. Like, I like to interact with my fans. I like whenever they, you know, leave comments or they let me know what they're thinking or, you know, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's nice to see that people really do like what I'm doing and they really do support me and everything. And so, like, when, you know, even if something is shared a hundred times on Facebook, I'm going to each one of those shares and I'm going to comment. Thank you. That's awesome. You know, like yeah. just because they didn't have to. And, yeah. you know.
1: Especially nowadays, when people's attention span is like mm-hmm. super quick, right? right? You think about TikTok; they don't get you in the first one second, two you're seconds. Done. Like, Next, yep, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's tough. It's tough. There's a lot of competition, a lot of noise. But mm-hmm. you know, what are some of the things besides you know engaging with your your fans and everybody? What are some of the things that you're doing to set yourself apart from everybody else?
0: Definitely, like um music lyricality lyricality is really really important and big to me just mm-hmm. because like like i was saying my influences you got I'm talking busted rhymes and ludicrous and like people like There's this gotta that be are some extremely, substance, yeah it's right? like yeah. people like that so it's very important to me like what i'm saying makes sense and it's cohesive and we're not just getting on a track and just saying whatever because that's what's trending right now or you know whatever the case may be like It's gonna mean something. Even if it's a hype club song, it's gonna mean something. There's gonna be, you know, a theme and there's gonna be like all of those things. Um, So, like, that's very important. Videos, like, I try to really, really put my all into that because I think that's like, like you were saying, we're in a social media age. If you don't catch their attention, you're done. Yeah, it's like that. So, yeah. So, like, visually, anything you can do to capture attention. Do it. Like, so videos is another thing I really try to, like, set myself apart on. Okay. And then just in general, like, I think... It's crazy because when I meet people, they're like, "You're so nice," and I'm like, "Are other <laughs> like people not tend-
1: nice? <laughs> Well, I think it, with with hip hop, you know, it's sort of like the stigma behind it is and maybe that you're gonna be true. like too gangster or yeah, something, or right? Like too whatever. Like yeah. you, you know, you think like you're, you're Kanye, who loves more Kanye than yeah. Kanye, right? Like, <laughs> facts, yeah, facts, you're right. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, but I think it also comes across that you're super genuine. So keep that Thank up you. for sure. For right? sure. Yeah, Thank tell you. me about your projects that you're working on. You said you're about to drop a new song yes. and a new video. I don't know how much you mm-hmm. can share. It's coming up here pretty soon, right? It
0: is. It is. So January 30th, y'all make sure to stay tuned. Wait, can I cuss? Because the song has. Oh yeah, been- yeah, Okay, yeah. So talk my shit is coming out okay. January the 30th. I'm so excited. Uh, so I already
1: know what kind of vibe it's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking it's finito times, hey, like ten thousand yeah, or something, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. you know. Um, it was a really, like, really fun song. Um, I just kind of wanted to do something that was just more fun, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of a lot planned this year, so I wanted to start it off with something fun. I keep seeing everybody do the mic challenges where, like, the microphone's hanging yeah. and they're, like, rapping. So I wanted to do that. So that's kind of the concept. And um, But, of course, we had to put our little spice on it. And so, yeah, that song's coming out January the 30th. Y'all make sure to stay tuned. Cool.
1: And the music video is going to drop for that same song or what? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So both at the same time. Both at the yeah. same time. Okay. Produced mm-hmm. by the same guy that you're working with all the time? Or this no?
0: one was not produced by yeah. Bobby Rooney. This one was okay. actually produced by a producer. Um, his name is Young Diza.
1: Okay. Cool. I don't know how much you, you keep up with the Latin scene, but Shakira sort of did a mic thing too recently where she was diss- dissing her ex-husband, right? Because her ex-husband like cheated on her. Really? And she got on a track and she dissed them and like basically Ooh. said you left a Rolex for a Casio, Ooh. you left a Ferrari for uh, this no, she didn't. bingo. Like she like went at him. So okay, I'm have was to go different. look at it. <laughs> like cause... she's mad, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, So I thought okay, it was pretty girl. funny when you're talking about people doing this mic sessions. Yeah. Like you can see that even in the Latin culture that's going down there too. That's so, cool
0: though. Yeah. I'm, gonna go check, I'm gonna have to go check. Yeah, this you have out. to check it out because yes. she's mad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And, and and to be fair, the, the girl that he cheated on, there's no she way she doesn't aw, even I worth see, it, doesn't compare. See. I, I don't understand. What you doing? What <laughs> guys, are you doing? guys, what are you doing?
0: Come on, do better. <laughs> it's like
1: what you said, a Rolex for a Casio.
0: Right. How you going <laughs> yeah. downgrade? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm.
1: I'm going to put you on the spot, too, because one of the things I do is I always right ask on the on guests. The tell me a secret. Tell me something that most people don't know about you.
0: Okay. Something that most people don't know about me. So, um, I was a nationally ranked gymnast growing up. That no was way. like, yeah. That was something I did um from I don't remember the exact years. But I was about 6 to about like 10 11, somewhere in there. But yeah, I was um I was t- in the top 10 in the state. Wow. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm done.
1: What What kind of, so I know there's different kinds, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's like tumbling, there's like mm-hmm. acrobatic, like what, what kind of stuff were you into?
0: Yeah, no, I was in like actual USAA, like gymnastics, like wow. would have went to Olympics had I continued okay. competitive.
1: And there was never sort of a second guess or a, a struggle there, like which one is my true love type of thing or what?
0: Well, I think...
1: Because that's a lot of dedication. If you got to oh, that level, yeah. you were serious about that, too.
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was like practice every day and then, you know. Watch
1: what you eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, All I mean, of like, it. All even of off it. like off the practice, everything. Mm-hmm. It's like a dedication. Completely. Right?
0: Yeah. Completely. I was so young at that time. That's really when music was still just something fun. Like, when I was like five, four or five, like, I would write little songs. Like, Little songs or whatever but it wasn't really serious yet it was just kind of something i did for fun in my off time and then when i stopped doing gymnastics i actually got into dance and then i got into music so it was kind of a little it was a little transition before music but
1: okay cool you have any shows or anything coming up in case people want to check you out anytime soon or what
0: not just yet, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, I do have some things. We're in the works. We're talking it up and getting it all uh, all straightened out right now. Um, so, really soon, I should have some announcements.
1: Cool. Have you ever gone to like South By or anything like that? I'm going. You're this going this year? year? Yes, oh, nice that's so
0: exciting. That's super exciting. Because so, so many people have
1: popped off by just by going to South By right. and doing some random show, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So so tell me much about that.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. I've never gotten to go. I've wanted to go for a long time, but never mm. gotten to. So I'm super excited. Um, yeah, so we're we're getting the shows together right now. Um, we're working on just kind of like getting the game plan because mm. I know there's like so much going on. And so it's yeah. like... I I wouldn't say I'm overwhelmed, but I'm just like, oh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's going back to like what you were talking about earlier. You never know who's going to be in that audience. Right. Right. So you got to be on the top of your game when you go there. Most definitely.
0: Yes, yes. We're getting all the, I'm about to start getting, you know, the practices. We're getting everything together. Like, because when I go, it's going to be 100% like, yes, that's important to me. Like always being ready to go. That's important.
1: One of the things I noticed about you, too, is that you take sort of like your fashion and the way you present yourself very serious, Mm. too. Right. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people may not think about that. But being an artist also has to do with the way you present yourself. Right. Definitely. And your image. So tell me a little bit about that. And, you know, sort of like how do you go about branding yourself and even fashion, dressing yourself, all that?
0: Yeah, I think. um and I talk about this sometimes too, but as a female artist, there's definitely an image that yeah. people expect they try to you. box you, right? Yeah. Like oh, you, yeah. you, gotta be this sexy. This is what you like do, it. right? Right. Yeah. Or you, or you're not gonna make it if you don't. Mm. And so I think I really try to like walk the line. I don't do anything that I don't want to do. Like mm. I make that very important. So when I say like, as far as signing, there are certain stipulations I have. That's one of them. Like I will never not be comfortable if that makes sense so So if if you get an a and
1: r and they're like hey you got to change your image you got to do this you're like then i guess it's not gonna work (laughs) out (laughs) it's not
0: gonna work because that's one of the the things about me being me that's how my Mm. music and everything comes to be is because right now i'm being authentically myself you change that you change everything so no like i just make sure that i am you know I wear what I want to wear. Like, so yeah, there's days where you're going to see me super dressed up, crop top and shorts and heels and whatever and makeup mm-hmm. and everything. And then the next day I'm in a hoodie. Yeah, hoodie and, yeah, <laughs> awesome. and rib jeans and whatever. Yeah. Like, Get I, you a
1: girl that can do both, you, right?
0: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: Cool. All right, pie in the sky. You can collab with anybody. Who's it going to be? Who are you going to oh, hop on the track with?
0: Man. That's so like... Uh, oh, that's so hard
1: i can give you top five it's too top hard five. okay okay okay
0: we could do five we could do five right. so let's see hoo, 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 hoo.
1: you mentioned little wayne i don't know if that's changed over the years i but.
0: know because <laughs> and he is one of my tops for sure definitely j cole just because i feel like we could do something dope that would like be dope something yeah. super super dope um and he would meet you right there
1: on the lyrical side you know what i'm
0: saying and i feel like it would just be such a dope like yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um definitely nikki i just feel like i mean i mean vibes (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah like how do you not Mm -hmm. um i mean she's one of my biggest influences as a a rapper so of course um who else man kid cuddy like kid cuddy is one of my favorite artists like Man, I tell people all the time, like he really did save my life at a point. So yeah, that would be like epic. Mm -hmm. Um, Lil Wayne, because (laughs) Lil Wayne, I (laughs) mean. And then, ah, the last one is so hard.
1: Anybody maybe coming up or anybody that's sort of like Man,
0: I love Lola Brooke right now. Okay.
1: Right. Lola
0: Brooke is so dope to me okay. like every maybe. time I see I her. Know. Look, yeah. girl. Come on. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Do it. Look. Cuz <laughs> yeah. we can make it. We can make this pop. We can make this pop. But mm. yeah, like I I love love Lola Brooke. It's so hard to pick cuz yeah. like there's so many. I mean, I could go on for days.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts on Russ? You know, Russ always talks about being independent mm-hmm. and doing your own thing. And even like, Hey, don't buy the chains. Don't buy the car. Go buy a house. Yeah. You know, keep your publishing. Yeah. I don't know if you're a Russ fan or not, but I kind of dig what he's doing. Cause he kind of does a little bit different than yeah. most, you know, sometimes hip hop can be a lot of braggadocious. Look at me, look at my car, right. all this sort of thing. Right.
0: Right. No. And I definitely agree. I I somewhat follow him musically, but I do see a lot of his interviews. Cause like I said, I, I'm like super, super, I study music. Like it's a, like I'm getting a degree for it or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. So I do see a lot of his interviews and a lot of things that he talks about. And I think it's actually such good advice. I think the best thing that you can do is set yourself up long-term, especially mm-hmm. with something that could potentially be short-term because the truth is you don't know. I mean, right. no one knows when they pop how long it's going to last. So why not set yourself up long-term? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just be smart about it. I mean, the chains and things, it's okay to spoil yourself and do little things for yourself. That's no, There's nothing wrong with that, but just make sure on the back end, like, you know, things are taken care of.
1: Yeah. If we could rewind time and sort of like go to a younger self, like what would you tell your younger self? So maybe some advice that you've learned.
0: Trust the process. I think there was a lot of times I just felt like, ugh is, should I be doing this? Am I, maybe I'm wasting my time. Maybe I'm, you know, all of these things. Yeah. And I think if I could have used that energy and been working and been practicing and been growing, then, I mean, who knows where I could be now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, I think everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. So. Okay.
1: No so offense. there was a point where you were like sort of second guessing and almost oh, wanting yeah. to give up or what? Oh yeah. yeah.
0: After, so when um the group broke up, and i was kind of like just like okay <laughs> i'm by myself mm. what do i do and it was like i couldn't write for nothing like i couldn't write it was horrible <laughs> it was horrible the stuff i was writing i was like this cannot be the same brain yeah. like and so i was like dang maybe i maybe i lost it like maybe it was only when i was in the group or maybe i did need other people you know and that's when i took that hiatus it was like a year A year and some change that I just didn't write anything or when I did, it was just like, eh, so I just kind of threw it away.
1: I think you just weren't inspired at the time, right? Like you got to be inspired. You can't really, that creative process has to happen naturally, right?
0: Right, exactly. And I think I was trying to figure out my voice and what did I want to say and who did I want to be? Like Mm -hmm. like I said, I knew who I was in the group, but who am I now and how do I translate that? And it was just, it was a process figuring all that out
1: you're definitely studying independently, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that you're working with to get some of that advice and maybe avoid some of those pitfalls?
0: Me, myself, and I. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's all good. It's I mean, me that's probably the best way, I? right?
0: That's true, yeah. though. I mean, I think it would be super dope. I'm not opposed to a I'm not yeah. opposed. I love, I love to learn. So I'm always down for that. Um, but I think Right now, it's just kind of me. Of course, I have my manager, so we we bounce things off each other a lot. And um, Mm -hmm. and I have friends who are in the music industry, so I can bounce off of them. But as far as a mentor, per se, it's really just me and my past mistakes and learning from them and, you know, planning for the future and making it better.
1: Yeah. We were talking about uh, sort of the projects that you've done so far. Mm -hmm. And I was asking you about, you know, Sky Season was like your EP, but then after Mm -hmm. that, it's been single, single, single. Mm -hmm. Do you think you enjoy the single sort of like media outlet first? Like you want to do that, you know, more often, sooner? Or do you think that down the road, you're going to work on an EP or album, more of like a whole project sort of thing?
0: Yes, I'm definitely, I'm working on a project. I am, um, I think it will be an EP just cause I think I would like to reintroduce myself. Mm-hmm. So um, leaning definitely more towards EP, but it is like, it's in the works. It's, it's coming, it's coming, <laughs> I promise it's yeah. coming. Um, it's just, it's a process. And I think like with social media and things, People don't realize how much more that puts on an artist because now not only can you just be an artist, you have to be a marketer and you have to be an advertiser and you have to be a promoter and you have like you're wearing all the hats. And so. You can't just kind of drop music like that anymore, like it has to be intentional and everything has to serve a purpose if you want it to grow and if you want it to get somewhere so. I am working on a project. It is coming soon. It's really just got to be the right time. Okay. But once it's that time,
1: it's a go. It's a go. Okay. Tell me about social media. And I don't know if you've been affected by sort of the bad side, right? We talked about the positive. You can get exposure. Mm -hmm. You can like get your audience. You can have some collabs there. There's so many things that can spin out of that, Mm -hmm. right? But then there's also the hating and the people that don't Mm -hmm. believe in you and all this. I don't know if you've experienced any of that.
0: Not too much, um mainly, a lot of the things are like stupid stuff, okay. <laughs> like, uh, maybe things I'm wearing, or you know things like that. it's not too often, it's not too often, but it it can happen, and I mean, that's really where it comes to like you just have to be confident in yourself like. You got to know what you're doing and trust what you're doing. And as long as you feel good and you feel confident, I really don't care who has what to say about whatever. I'm going to do me at the end of the day. So yeah. that's really the main thing. But is yeah, that, that bad side of social media is there. <laughs> if you're not careful, you're a slippery slope.
1: Yeah. And everybody's posting their highlights. Yeah. Nobody's ever posting like, you know. Right. All the lows and mm-hmm. stuff that everybody goes to. Right. Because right. everybody can't be fancy dinners, fancy cars. Oh, yeah. 24-7 all the time. All the time right. Right. Yeah. Right,
0: definitely. And that's, I mean, that's something too, as an artist. Like, I i want to be real. Like, mm. I, I just want to be real. Like, like you said, we don't have too many artists that are just honest, like genuinely honest. What
1: else are you doing planning for 2023? What else you got out there? I don't know if you yes. can tell us about anything that's, you know, you're working on. Your goals, maybe. Yeah. What are we after in 2023?
0: So let's see, what can I talk about? We have a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of videos, um, a lot of music, um, a lot of traveling. So, my fans out of state, I'm gonna be seeing y'all soon. Um, just all it's really this is like my year of growth, it's really just planting the seeds so then next year it can just all come to fruition completely as a whole. Um, so it's yeah, like videos and uh, music and. Um, just really, really trying to get my name out there, build that fan base, make it solid. Um, I'm really hoping to like do some like in a perfect world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We'd be on the like carpet for BET Awards 2023, double XL. But you know what I'm right, saying? Let's put it, it out is, there. Let's know? put it out
1: there. You know, speak it into existence. Right. So let's right. Put it out there for sure. Yes,
0: definitely. Yeah. But. If not next year, then it's definitely happening next year.
1: Yeah. Have you had anything sort of a viral moment that's gone down or maybe somebody that you admire comment on a post or give you a yeah. follow anything like that?
0: I have, like, every once in a while I get, like, y'all get a like or a follow from, like, people. I'll be like, oh, this person just did it. <laughs> they know about oh, me. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, look at <laughs> yeah. this. Look at this. Um, and then, like, Finito, that song, it was Kind of random how it happened, but it got picked up on a playlist, and so it ended up getting right now. It's like almost twenty thousand streams, oh, wow. which like for that to be my first song that I just did, yeah, ah. like and so that's like I think that's another reason why it's my favorite, just because like it really showed myself like I can do this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, huh, just like there's this. I think that's one of the fun things about being an artist. You just never know. Yeah. So many things happen.
1: Have you ever performed with a band, or is it always when you do your shows, you're with a DJ, or how do you prefer to do your live shows?
0: Yeah. uh, Typically with a DJ, I think it would be dope to do with a band, like – I love the vibe that a live band gives. Yeah. Have like, you seen like just...
1: tiny concerts yes. on, on YouTube? Yes. And like, how it's like a whole different vibe, same song, right? right?
0: But it, yeah. yeah, like you said, it's a whole different vibe and it's mm-hmm. it's so authentic and the vibe is just authentic. And so I think it would be super dope to do something like that. Yeah,
1: I'm just thinking in my head, knowing your musical influences and what you were into mm-hmm. with the live band, you can explore that yes. and sort of redo some of your tracks and then mm-hmm. put in some elements of like, Rock emo, all the stuff we've been talking about, and change it up. Turn
0: it all into right. Okay, you're onto something. All
1: right, (laughs) there we go. Whenever it blows up, you would be hey. Credit to DJ Maverick. We were we're talking about it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, that's really cool. I, I mean, like I said, I really enjoy your stuff. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was in the music industry. You know, everybody that's sort of like going trying to go viral they're trying to like do all this stuff it happens super fast but the substance isn't there right Mm -hmm. and tell me about like what are you doing to avoid some of that right like not getting into like oh i want to do this because it's trendy or i want to do this because i'm going to get some more followers like what do you do do you just not pay attention to the numbers
0: i'm making music that i enjoy like i'm not allowing it Mm, let me not lie I try to not it's allow hard. it yeah. is so I try not to allow myself to get in that mindset of I need to make a hit or I need something to go viral I just make the music that I like and if it does then it does and if it doesn't then it doesn't i really really like been working with myself about trusting trusting the process and just you know everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to or else it wouldn't happen that way yeah. so I just got to keep doing what I'm doing make the music that I like and you know hopefully other people like it and if they don't oh well because at the end of the day i'll have a bunch of music that i like yeah
1: do you have sort of a lot of lyrics or raw songs that are archived that you haven't published yet oh
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. i always
1: hear about that where artists are like hey i've got so much stuff in the bank and i just haven't released it right Mm -hmm. so you you kind of have the same way like a lot of projects that you haven't published
0: oh yeah Uh, that was like one of my really big things. So like I said, my parents, Prince, that's a big thing. Yeah. So one of the things that my parents would like tell me about him is he had a ton of music like that. And I always thought mm. that was just like really, really dope because then you can, like I hear a lot of artists talk about how there's so much pressure all the time to make, you know, whatever, especially like if you blow up, then it's like, oh, well, where's your next hit? You know, like, and all that. Right. But if you just have an archive, You never have that stress. You can literally continue to make the music that you want to make in your own time. And you know what I'm saying? I think it makes it a little bit more enjoyable. So I took, like I said, I I didn't do music for a year. Then there was a whole year where I literally was just in the studio recording. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't drop anything. I was just recording, recording, Mm -hmm. recording, 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 recording. And so I probably have, like, three projects at the very least – that just got scrapped. And then a ton of just singles that I just record. And then, you know, maybe they'll come out later. Maybe they won't, I don't know. And then I experiment a lot too. So I have like, I have pop stuff. I have electronic stuff. Yeah, like I have a ton. Like Sky Season was very heavily like electronically influenced Mm. um, because I was like what I was listening to a lot during that time. So, um, so yeah, so like I love doing things like that.
1: So you've explored like singing and stuff like that too? Yeah, can you sing or what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I can sing. I can't yeah, can sing, yeah, if yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. So but I, a lot of I people know. that
1: are singers can't sing right? And that's right? true. That right. is
0: true. I mean, I do have songs and they're, they're dope, like singing songs that I do plan to like put out maybe on a project and things like that um that do come out dope i mean the great thing is nowadays in musical technology we have all of these amazing auto tunes and definitely microphones and all these things that could just make you sound like beyonce yeah. so and
1: it's not expensive to recut right at all yeah because if you think about some of the bands back in the day like they were actually recording on tape and if right. like you messed up that's gonna it's cost done. studio time that's gonna cost like like, mm-hmm. you're gonna buy new tape you like right. it's expensive right. right
0: yeah and I think that's another thing too I mean I think there's you know pros and cons with being in this current musical age but that's definitely one of them like just the access to technology that we have and how mm-hmm. you really do kind of have a creative freedom that you couldn't have then I think
1: yeah We are getting the mark here that we hit our time limit. So we're definitely gonna have to have (laughs) you back because I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface on everything. Oh yes. It always fight by. I know.
0: I'm like, dang, where to go.
1: For the people out there that are interested in your stuff, where can they follow you? You know, plug in your social. Yes. Where can they find your music videos? Give us all the things, all the sky high, where can they find you?
0: Yes. So you can find me on all streaming platforms and social media platforms under Sky High. I spell it different. It's S-K-A-I-H-Y-E. That's everywhere, that's everything. Everywhere. Yep, you're gonna okay. find me under that name.
1: Cool, so mm-hmm. we're talking TikTok, we're talking Instagram, yep. TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, everything.
0: Yep, all of the above, all of okay. the above. Cool. Y'all go follow me on TikTok because I'm like seven followers away <laughs> from a thousand. So nice. you know what I'm saying? Help me out and then yeah. I can go live. So Yeah,
1: definitely. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, I just want to tell the, the, the listeners, the viewers, don't sleep on Sky High because I yes. think you got huge potential. You're already killing it. So keep thank it up. You. Thank I wish you, you continued success. And I want to thank you for carving up some time. You know, I know you're super yes. busy. So, know you know, worries. coming here to my little podcast, I definitely appreciate it.
0: No, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I definitely got to come back.
1: Awesome. The door's always open. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The super talented Sky High On the Maverick Podcast, keep grinding because in dreams we trust.